Let's um, look out for the table again, as always. Bang! Yes. <clears throat> okay, now we're synced. That's our intro. <laughs> Stop saying that's our intro. So many of our intros is you say it. It's like something happens, then you go, that's, and that's our intro. <laughs> Only, and the opposite, whenever it ends, it's like you just going, oh yeah, that's where, um, yeah, that's where we should end it. It ends. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> He's just given us our intro. And F*** off! <laughs> I knew that as I was saying it as well, I was like, obviously I'm going to use this. Oh, right, okay, I've got two ideas of where I could go with this. Which one do I do? Uh, so you got, you got Film Smash. Is that what I have saying? a Film Smash, but I can't decide how to present it today. When was the last time we recorded a Film Smash? It was the commercial viability one. Yes, it was Captain Marvel and us. Captain Marvel Us. We did Captain Us. <laughs> and then we released another one after that that we recorded beforehand. Because <laughs> they wanted to get that one out when it was relevant. Yeah. And it's, it's, well, we did. And we did. Because it got an average amount they got of listeners. They got no change in the number of listeners. <laughs> okay, this one's actually got. Don't tell me what it is yet. Give me some clues. Is it commercially viable? Which I mean, is it about recent films and... <laughs> no. It's not, no, it's not at all, okay. And it's part of a very commercially viable brand, I think. Okay. This happens during Matilda. Okay. <laughs> Something happens during Matilda. Yeah. So there's this little girl living with some people who aren't her parents. Are they not her parents? Did I get that wrong? I haven't seen the film in a while. I know she lives with, like, she's got awful... She lives with awful... Awful parental pa- figures. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Like Danny Dan De- DeVito. Danny DeVito. And somebody else. And some lady. And, and a, some horrible brother. brother. Yeah. <laughs> we're just... Yeah. yeah we're doing the same thing at the same time. Just, yeah. um, we're recollecting. <laughs> so, but she starts to discover that she's got all these magic powers, and she goes to this school that's really great. Well, it's not great. She's got a teacher who's great, but the school is awful. <laughs> His next is run by oh, yeah. the evil lady who beats kids, throws them, and puts them in. That's right, there's the horrible trunchbull and the chokey and everything. We're scrapping the school here. Okay, okay, so we're we keeping Matilda. Is that we're keeping Matilda as this troubled child. With superpowers. Oh my gosh, she's going to go to Sky High. No. Ah. <laughs> I was on the Sky High crossover. Because I'm going to set this in the past bit as well. Maybe like the 50s. Okay. Cool 50s little kid with. Difficult parents, which is when Albus Dumbledore <laughs> ah. turns up at her house. Okay, much like turns up and Tom asks Riddles. her about her magic powers. And what can she she do? She can make things move without touching them. She can make people hurt if she wants. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw her speak to snakes, but I wouldn't put it past her. <laughs> so, for, for any listeners who don't know what we're talking about right now, we're going into Harry Potter. Yeah, we're doing Harry Potter. So, <laughs> it's a brand okay. you might have heard of. Um, I like this. Okay, so good. you know about the brand, you know about the films, Harry Potter, and the books. What you might not know about is the curse. So this is the third time we've <laughs> tried to do a Harry Potter one, <laughs> and both other times we gave up because we 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 couldn't do it. We we did we just fucked it up. Would you say Harry Potter is a cursed child? Um. Oh, fuck, you're right. Yeah. I was going to say White Whale, but yeah, that works better. Do you remember in Chamber of Secrets when McGonagall teaches the kids how to turn animals into drinking goblets? Yeah. It's pretty I, sh- I just thought about A, the ethics of that. Yeah. And B, maybe that's how the feeding of the 5,000 happened. Ah. <laughs> only only, only 2,500 people got fed because the rest of them were turned into drinking appliances. They were turned into <laughs> utensils with which to eat. Yeah. Oh dear. 
<laughs> yeah, it's pretty messed up. Especially, actually, given that when Ron, with his broken wand, turns his rat into a goblet, it doesn't quite work. Like, it's still, its <laughs> yeah. tail still moves. But it's, he's turning a rat into a goblet, but he's turning a rat who is actually a man pretending to be a rat into a goblet. Oh my god, that's Peter Pettigrew! Yeah, it is! <laughs> he turns him into, like, a messed up cup. A broken wand is actually the most powerful thing in this universe. There's, that's an inconsistency in the book that annoys me. It's like, it's, it's a, a written rule that no magic can bring back the dead. But you can turn people into animals, you can turn animals into cups, you can conjure birds out of thin air. Where does consciousness come from in the Harry Potter world? Yeah, can, yeah, can you, you can't like create matter, isn't that a thing? Well, you're not supposed to be able to anyway. Oh, it's a conservation of energy. Why the man I said that was a thing about like, um, I read that people talk about this when um, J.K. Rowling did that stupid tweet about how they didn't install plumbing until like the mid 1800s oh. so all the wizards used to shit themselves and then just magic away mm. the shit and then I, I, someone was like yeah but like you can't destroy it but based mm. on the rules so they just teleport the shit somewhere <laughs> oh. okay so here's the story <laughs> you're telling me my story okay um, let's go so is Matilda taking the place of Voldemort in this case yes okay so Matilda Mort Matilda Mort Matilda she there was no Miss Honey at her school to make everything better. No. Um, she kept getting in trouble at school, involving her powers, you know, hurting other students, hurting Miss Trunchbull. Maybe she, you know, does away with Miss Trunchbull um, because she has no sort of, like, Ooh. moral person guiding her in any way. Um, to the extent that... She like, somehow makes the chokey big enough for everyone. Oh, God. Or she, like, just, like, mind, you know uses her brain to throw her into the chokey and it's, she's too mm. big for it, so she just gets Iron Maiden. <laughs> mm. Ouch. Maybe she does, I think she does away with it, um, to the extent that her, I'm going to say an adoptive family who's abusive and horrible to her, mm-hmm. she's like, nope, or like a foster family, whatever, just like, they don't want her anymore. Um, so she's sort of in limbo. And this is when, um, she's at an orphanage, or she's at like a juvenile home, or whatever it is, um, and this is when D- D- Dumbledore shows up. Albus Dumbledore. Albus Dumbledore, one of... Four siblings, apparently, nowadays, <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> um, shows up and does the whole shtick that he does in uh, Half Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've got some thoughts on on the on the universe. Like, it's quite backwards. Like, their 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 technology, and I don't mm-hmm. know. If, and I wonder how that and and their views, in a sense. And I wonder, especially if this is back in the day. You know, is it racially segregated? I don't know. Various other things. <laughs> um, do they have plumbing? Are they just rejecting electricity because it's Muggle? Is there... Yeah, maybe they see electricity as a way for, like, Muggles. Like, oh, Muggles are like... They they can do some of the things we can do now. You know, it used to be Mm. they could only walk about places or ride horses. We could travel really fast. Oh, now they can travel quickly. Oh, now they can can send messages to each other. Well, is it... Ridiculous. In Muggle Studies, I think, Hermione has to write an essay of why Muggles need electricity. (laughs) Why are they rejecting this technology? I think maybe that's why, because the, 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 mm. there's this sort of weird envy. It's like, we don't need it, we, 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 we were doing that long before them. And so there are areas where yeah. the muggles are more powerful, in a sense. Did they ever do the same thing when like, muggles invented penicillin? It's just like, oh, we can just cure wounds, just like that, <laughs> and cure illnesses. Oh, now, now not so many of them are dying. Whenever they create like a vaccine, it's like, <laughs> whatever, you know, we've always been able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, those muggles aren't. They don't die all the time no, now. No, no one's got polio these days. It's awful. Oh, honestly. That was the way we kept them in line. 
all these diseases. They kept their own numbers down by dying. <laughs> exactly. Now, now there's so many of them. There's loads of them. And we're rejecting all of their things, all of their, yeah. their electricity, their internet, their laptops. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And got, you know, all those students, you know, you watch like students in a library. If you ever go to students in a library, it's just laptops. Yeah. You know? Then with you know books and quills. It's, and like, it's in the restricted section. It's in the restricted section. Oh, just section. open Chrome. Yeah. Incognito. Yeah, incognito mode. Get Tor. You know. Yeah. You get all the forbidden magics through Tor. <laughs> <laughs> Go like you know. Oh my God! Like um, um, Nocturne Alley is like the Silk Road. It's <laughs> 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 called Silk Road. I think it is. I love that. Um, I love. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah. so... Not Nocturne Alley. Nocturne, Nocturne Alley. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of the problem with doing a Harry Potter one is it's so fun to talk about... The Harry Potter the, world. The, the world, the exte- you know, some extended lore coming up with neat concepts uh-huh. with the magic um, that we forget that we're trying to make like an, an individual story. Because we did the last time, we did we tried to do Stuart Little and Fantastic Beasts. You mm-hmm. guess the, the, the mix, the... How that, how that works and we ended up just like talking about wouldn't it be great if there was like a mini web series where you got to see um, Arthur, um, Weasley. Arthur Weasley just going around the world doing his muggle studies oh, just like favourite thing going to the cinema watching a horror film and getting scared that he casts ridiculous at the screen <laughs> getting arrested for stealing stuff and then just like apparating away from the police car not understanding that he's in trouble and scarring some policemen yeah. for life I imagine that He's, he's friends with these policemen. Like, he thinks he's friends with them, and they're, like, they're frantically hunting him down. Because <laughs> no, no, no one at the station believes them. No, exactly. <laughs> and they're mocked for always get, letting this guy get away, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, they're those crazy detectives who devote their, their life to, to one thing. And it's like... And he, he thinks they're friends. You know? He's like, oh, guys! Okay, well, I've got to go. Like, sorry to miss you. And he's gone. <laughs> Just apparates away, and they're like... <laughs> Again, <laughs> that's a movie, and he's it's always it's, great. it's not a web series. It's a movie from the perspective of these police officers who are trying to hunt down this guy. Oh, should we do that instead of the Matilda thing? Oh, <laughs> no, we got both. That's that's going on in, like the background. It's just because, like at this point, Arthur Weasley is a young man who's just started off at the um, the ministry. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they don't like and like as an intern, he just all he does. No, I've is got an idea. Sent off on wild so... goose chases. What if what if when Dumbledore turns up to Matilda, mm-hmm. she's she's not actually Voldemort. Okay. But we just cast Matilda in the Harry Potter universe. He turns up and says, "Do you want to come and join us?" And she oh. says, "No, I'm really happy at this school with Miss Honey." Oh, okay. And she goes off to live her own life. But no, now she's a wizard, and it's the Harry Potter universe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And. Maybe she can run into Arthur Weasley. I don't know. Well, now we can do the Arthur Weasley story. It's far more fun. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, that, that would be kind of interesting, like being a character who has had their own little magical journey and they just decides, no, I'm going to do yeah. my own thing. Maybe, you know, she, she gets, like, a deal with them. Like, she doesn't go to the school, but she, like, finds a way to get some, like, magical books. Because reading books was, like, her big deal. Yeah. So she can still become a powerful wizard in her own right. And maybe the reverse. She doesn't become evil. She becomes the sort of human wizard who helps the population. Yeah. Because she faces loads of injustice and her power's able to lift her out of that and she wants to do that for everyone else. No, I've, I've got it. And the wizards hate this, her for it. This ties up everything. Okay, good. <gasps> I'm so excited. I've never seen Jerry so happy. <laughs> what do we love? We love Matilda in the Harry Potter universe. Yes. We love Arthur Weasley struggling between the wizard world and the muggle world. Yep. We love the wizard's Hating muggle technology. Yes. Because they have a resentment. Yes. Matilda 
unites the two worlds. My god, of course she does. And lets the wizards adopt Mongol technology and exposes the wizard world in a friendly way and causes peace okay, in the world. And that film, and Arthur Weasley is a big part of that film. Yes. Because he is the most, like, he loves the Muggles. Exactly. He loves their stuff. Exactly. The wizards hate their stuff. Arthur Weasley loves rubber ducks she, and all the She stuff. and him, they team up. Of course they do. Okay, here we go. So, <laughs> Matilda, beginning the film, prologue. <laughs> the whole film. Uh, she is told she's a wizard, but says, you know what, I, I don't care. I want to be, I, I'm, I'm happy in my life. But she still reads up on being a wizard, and she becomes a powerful wizard. And, as I said, she wants to use her powers to bring happiness and freedom to other people um, the way it brought it to her. Yes. So she starts helping out the humans, and she does be powerful wizard. She cures people. She does various other things. Meanwhile, we got Arthur Weasley. Yes. He's working at the ministry, and no one kind of likes him. Everyone kind of thinks he's a goof. They're quite yeah. elitist, and despite the fact that they're wizards, um, the Weasleys are somehow like poor wizards. Yeah, they're, they're seen <sighs> as blood traitors by quite a lot of people because they've they've got Muggle connections in their family. I thought they were like, pure breeds. I thought it was like a thing as like I thought like yeah yeah they are. Oh, but a like lot of their got... relatives are marrying muggles. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, they're, some, they're somehow, like, poor. Mm. Even though it doesn't really make any sense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he works in the Ministry of Magic. <laughs> he, he works in the same place everyone else works. He works in, like, the, one of, like, two or three places you can get any employment. But he's somehow It's working poor. at a school. It's working for the, gov- for the wizard government. Or, again, owning a joke shop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, so back to Arthur Weasley. Okay, there's Arthur Weasley's plot. I think he... So, no one likes him. He's just enjoying his own life, collecting plug sockets. And I think they, I think it was what we said before. I think they just sort of send him off on sort of wild goose chases. They just go into his office and they're yeah. like, find out what this thing is. It's like find out a what duck. a rubber duck is. Find out what a rubber duck is. And he's like, ooh, what could this be? <laughs> and needs to investigate. And he loves, he loves it. He's like, is a rubber duck the same thing as a wax seal? He doesn't know. Like... <laughs> a wax is wonderful. Like, <laughs> um, and yeah, he goes off into, you know, and he does, has a lot of interaction in the human world. He just goes into the human world and just sort of wanders around as, like, the most incompetent spy. Like, yeah. He feels like he's being a spy because he just sort of wanders around and is like, mm, let's just act natural. No, he's I found know himself that... some muggle clouds that are kind of alright. But they're, like, they're, like, two decades behind everyone else's yeah. style. because He's like, he's like a Yorkshire re- farmer. All his reference points are way off. Like, <laughs> he, he sees, like, he's got, like, a picture book. Of like what people are like, yeah. And if he sees like one picture of a human male, and is like, okay, I'll be that. And he's, like, he's just like a farmer because he's got like a book, which like a children's book, which describes the anim- the noises animals make. Yeah, <laughs> and there's just a human, and it's just like, okay, I've got a big straw hat, and I need to carry around a pitchfork. I don't know what that's for. But okay. I imagine like it's like this around. There's lots of tweed shops in Yorkshire, mm-hmm. and it's like a whole tweed suit, a whole tweed everything watch. Trousers, shorts. And, and is he just going to wear that? Shoes. I imagine that he gets his muggle money and goes in there and says, I want the suit in the window. <laughs> I want that. I also think that... Yeah, that looks mighty fine. His concept of money is way off. Yeah. Like, he he just goes to, like, cash for gold. <laughs> He's just got loads of gold. It's all... There are places where you can exchange... Um, gold for muggle money <laughs> and he just turns up with loads and loads of gold and just like cleans out a shop and he's got like thousands of pounds in cash that he just wanders around with <laughs> yeah um, it's like tipping homeless people with a hundred pounds yeah just, like, he just gives money to random people for like random services <laughs> he's just like yeah. 
He's like, <laughs> so he doesn't want to pay for the bus because he thinks it's going there anyway. But he'll pay for someone to like. <laughs> it's going there. Anyway. Him, when he takes a leaflet in the street from someone, he pays them. Yeah, well, like someone comes There's up. A, to oh, that's such oh. a good logic, actually. That's true. The bus is going to go that way anyway. He can get on and off. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he doesn't get it. He but has to pay. If, for if it. he if he takes a flyer from someone in the street, he has to pay for that. <laughs> <Just> gives <them laughs> rat- Again, no understanding of how much it is that much money, and they they all see, they seem happy with it. So he's like, okay, yeah, that, that was correct. Yeah. That was the correct amount of of money. Or he run they, like he sees a homeless person who's asking for money at the end of the day. He's like, oh, all out of money, and just gives him some gold. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, there you are. It's just like a block of gold for you. <laughs> I don't know how many goes. I don't know as much. It just blows this guy's mind. Block of gold. <laughs> that'd be, that's the, the bit I'm most excited about for when the wizarding world and the human world meets. It's the merger of the economies. Um, it's, you know, how much is a, is a gold piece worth compared to a pound or a dollar? Galleons, sickles, and nuts. Right, I, I get a bizarre. So, gold, fancy. silver, and bronze. Do so they like, hold themselves to the gold standard? If like what their currency is worth is how much gold. I is don't know. Worth. There are people who've worked out what the currency is. Whoa. Okay. okay. The gold galleon is worth fifty pounds. Okay. And that's just a gold coin. I swear, Harry Potter's got like that giant pile of gold coins in his safe. Yeah. That's like millions of pounds. Yeah. <laughs> What's like a wizard economic crash like? Uh, like when they discover like I don't know more gold in the earth. Can I guess mine? not a lot happens if there's no. Like, can the wizards? Can the wizards mine resources? I don't know. Like, do they? How could they do that what without like? Well, how can they make any significant impact on the earth without humans noticing? Like, mining or farming? Because they 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 don't they conserve matter. All the tiles on the roof of Hogwarts are solar panels. They wouldn't have solar panels. They hate Muggle technology. Yeah, but it's like the equivalent. It's like, the equivalent. Oh, I, I know, so they're panels that take in the sunlight and convert it into matter. Again, that just sounds like insane. That sounds insane. <laughs> but that, it, sounds like, it sounds like a really easy spell to do. It's just like make this thing be able to photosynthesize or yeah. something. Or just, you know, make matter. Like, energy into matter must be like the most basic wizard spell, which is something which is like... Hmm. Insane, given like you know the you know, the curves of human technology. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. no, because because magical energy exists, mm-hmm. which I assume is just sort of some sort of third pillar. Like there's true. energy as we understand it, and there's matter, and then there's magic, which can be both. This is how Matilda saves the planet. Okay. By creating kind of accessible magical ice. Have you seen the Disney Atlantis? Yes. You know when the uh, the Atlanteans they have this kind of magic about them, mm-hmm. and they have these crystals that channel that into the the flying cars and things. Yeah. But if they give if they give everyone these crystals, they're not as magical as them, but they can fly the cars. Yeah. And use the weapons and stuff. So she just makes she can they make, make they make items like that can magical items for muggles. Oh my god. Magic for muggles. That's the name of the book. <laughs> okay, so that okay. Again, this brings us back. A muggle's guide to magic. Because we're really we keep veering off and just talking about how weird the Harry Potter universe is, how inconsistent it is, and trying to make sense of, you know, something that you, you can't make sense of because it's a fiction book, and it's fine. I think it's fine. That it doesn't make. I sense. think this is fine for our podcast. But I want to get to the story. Okay. Because I want to more about Arthur Weasley's. Daily, daily do it. <laughs> we keep talking about Arthur Weasley and then dropping it. No, let's get back again. This time we're going to do it. Okay. So Arthur Weasley, a typical day in his life. Mm-hmm. He goes into the office. He jumps into a toilet and appears in his, <laughs> his office. <laughs> Maybe um, none of the other people. None of the other people at the ministry do that. No, 
they do that, but every now and then they play a prank on him where like it's just a toilet for a second. Yeah. And he just jumps in and he's like, oh, you guys. <laughs> and then <laughs> he's like just soggy from like the ankles down oh, for the rest of the day. Oh, poor Arthur. But the, no, I guess he can just magically dry them with the hair dryer spell. So he needs to investigate like a new thing. He's off to go find out what like, he just maybe just goes out and just does some field work. He just goes out into the world and just like takes notes just mm-hmm. on things. Um, you know, his notebook will be amazing. His notebook is great. He's just got loads of like, he's just trying to guess what things are. <laughs> and he just, you know, everyone seems, he's, he's confused because everyone seems to avoid him in the street because he just like says bizarre things to them. Like he asks them. It's like, like in, 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 just in writing in his notebook, like, World Cup final on Wednesday evenings. <laughs> Sorry. Everyone is very excited. Every, every week he's asking people like, "Oh, have you seen the World Cup game tonight?" So is the World Cup tonight? I was like, "What?" <laughs> no, that was five weeks ago. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, it was. <laughs> and they're just like, "Okay, bye bye." <laughs> really interesting. I'm just like, oh, okay, it's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he does this for so long that like, the other World Cup comes around again. He's like, oh, "Wait, it's happening again!" I remember this. He flicks for his notebook. <laughs> to go back four years. Like, no, I remember this. <laughs> He's got this notebook that's just got more pages. That's his magical number. Yeah, it's like got infinite pages. <laughs> um, he goes to like, like the police officer side plot where he keeps stealing from some shop. He just walks into a shop and just doesn't understand how it works. Like he sees yeah. he sees um, some people like go to like self checkout and like scan things <laughs> and then leave. And then he's like beep, just like scan, just like does it, and then just walks out. And then, then he, he leaves some muggle money on the thing. Yeah, he puts like a twenty pound note on the on the thing, just walks out. <laughs> and then security guards run after him, but he's already left. And then eventually, like, he's operated straight out the door. Yeah, he's got okay, bye. And like he's in like a, a, um, a shopping centre, and like the security have all run up to it. Like these two guys from security keep running up, like run up to him. She goes, "Hey, what have you got there?" And he's like, "Well, um, I'm not sure." So I think this is some sort of implement for. I thought they did these stolen things and then they'd run up to him and they're like, oh, what have you. Oi! Why have you stolen this? What have you got there? Egg? And he's like, well, I, d- I don't know. Why have you stolen this puppy? And like, he's got a dog, he's got a pet shop. <laughs> and he's like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> he's not talking to me. <laughs> I like that he's got a Furby. Got a Furby. Trying to work out if it's alive or not. He's <laughs> got like a teddy bear and he's like, yeah. What is this? What? Is it. <laughs> How does it work? <laughs> and just keeps apparating away from these guys. Yeah, so he's just going through his life. What's what's Matilda doing? Okay, now that she's finished high school. Well, um, um, primary school. Primary I think, school. I think it's primary school. She high school. She got in trouble at school after. So after the events of the book, like after, well, at the end of the book, when she scares off Mr. Archibald, you know, uh-huh. something she did, you know, made her head teacher, a fully grown woman, have a mental breakdown. <laughs> And ru- physically just run away, <laughs> and then like you know quit her job, and then maybe be interned. God knows what happens to yeah. her. Um, her parent, her foster parents, adopted parents, give her up. Well, they don't um, even need to do that anymore. She goes to live with Miss Honey anyway. Goes with Miss Honey there, but there's an interim where she is in some trouble maybe, and this is when she's approached by Dumbledore, and Dumbledore's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, you're magic. Want to come with me?" And she's like, "No, I'm happy now. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Miss Honey." But magic, you say, other people have this. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. She learns more about the magic. She develops her skills more, mm-hmm. and she starts using. She's them. this awesome rogue wizard. Yeah, she's a great wizard. She's like intrinsically extremely powerful because of all the stress she's gone under. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've gone under that. Yeah. She's she never works in this universe. She's yeah. never wand. 
but she's still like you know moving stuff with her mind. Oh my god, she's a pure wizard. She's a pure wizard. <laughs> she's like a purist. She can do it without the wand. Does without the wand? Does without saying anything? She just does. Yeah. Stuff. She's just some sort of sorcerer. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she wants to start using her magic for good. Maybe there's some world crisis that she deals with, or that she, like, helps with. Maybe? Some sort of sickness spreading throughout the city. What if it's Dementors? In the events of the Harry Potter books, Dementors start encroaching oh, on yeah, the Muggle she, world. She can see them. Yeah. Oh, because she starts seeing all these magical creatures that no one can see before. Like, as she gets a bit older and her brain develops more, she can see magical yeah. creatures and stuff. And she, she's, like, fighting off Dementors in this town. But from that, from the perspective of the people... There is this girl who's suddenly just like, you know, they felt awful. They're like, you know, they felt their lives were being ruined. They felt mm. that it was physically colder for some reason. But yeah. then she was just somehow alleviating that. It's like the reverse witch trials. It's like she's now doing vague good things for mm. <laughs> people instead of like accused witches doing vague bad things to everyone. Yeah. She's doing like vague good things and everyone loves her. <laughs> and she draws lots of attention. Yeah. I'm thinking like, what if she works out the thing with Dementors. Like, she's got hold of some wizard books. She mm-hmm. knows how Dementors work. Mm-hmm. And she's, like... She's got this anti-depression movement going on in the town. She's, like, encouraging everyone to think happy thoughts all the time. Oh and then that is how the Ministry think, these muggles have figured out Dementors. We've got to send Arthur Weasley along. Yeah, or, may- or maybe, like, when, when they see what's going on in this town. Maybe when they think it's not a big deal, they send <clears throat> Arthur Weasley, because, like... Again, Arthur Weasley is, you know, not a good shit about Arthur Weasley. True. So maybe they think, oh, the, they're, they're claiming there's this magic lady helping people, and yeah. there's been, like, Dementor sightings or something. Like, I don't know. Mm. I don't care. This is, like, his boss. Yeah, she's like, trending on Twitter as the, the magic lady. And she's like, oh, the magic Why don't you just go check out the magic lady to talk to her and see what's going on? Mm. It's probably nothing. And then he goes and just sees this extremely <laughs> powerful wizard. <laughs> yeah. Who is also a most are, are we going with wizard and not witch in this? Or witch, yeah, whatever, sorry. You know. Sorcerer. Don't, don't assume. At, yeah. at this point. <laughs> um, and, when he, and he speaks to her. And this is, like, his, the best thing. This is a, a muggle who's lived as a muggle their entire life, knows everything about muggle culture, but is also extremely powerful and is being a great person. Knows about wizards. And they have a chat, and he is fascinated because he can openly talk about being a wizard... To this muggle. Yeah. Who can now tell who can tell him everything he wants to know. Yeah. And it like for a while, like his um he does really great at his job. Like cause when like, you know, he goes in for a day and they and they're, and like, you know, some wizards turn up and they've got like a laptop charger and they're like, What is this? And they think it'll take him like a month and then he'll give up. And like yeah. or he'll come to some bizarre conclusion. Like he's gonna like I think I think we should actually stay consistent with the books actually. We should be in the nineties at this point. Okay, fine nineties, so it's not a laptop charger. Yeah. It's a fridge zone. Okay, no, it's a fridge. Just <laughs> <laughs> imagining like Lucius Malfoy coming in with a fridge, the whole fridge. Yeah, I'm he's got like one of his. Uh, he's got like um Dobby is just like levitating it and walking walking around <laughs> yeah, his giant just, fridge. Like, oh, I'm Weasley, what's this? What's this? Figure this out. And he's like, Oh my god, this is amazing. He thinks it's, he thinks it's so many things. And, like, in his office, he's got loads of things that he's labelled as like completely the wrong thing. Yeah. He's got like you know a Walkman, which he thinks is like a transport, so it's some sort of transportation device. Or he's Walk. Got, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and all these other things. Um, but man, then suddenly he's just like doing them really quickly, and then don't know how because he keeps just teleporting over to Matilda and be like, "Hi, how's it going? I've got a few new things. What's this?" And it's like that's a fridge. What does it do? 
It keeps food cold. Why? <laughs> and she just complains. Yeah. Have Actually, good... he might find that useful. Like, I maybe. bet they're keeping their milk outside. And maybe she is, not in a malicious way, but using him as an in to the ministry. Because she is oh. now thinking, I can help people. Mm. Why is no one else doing this? Yeah. Her core philosophy is still, magic came into her life to help her when she was, you know, facing terrible odds. I was just thinking. Why is the rest of the world doing it? So no, she and she like, whenever he tells her, whenever she tells him something about the muggle world, he explains something to her about the wizarding world and how mm. the wizards work and how the ministry works and how their laws regarding muggle and wizard interaction works. Yeah. And so she's get learning all this mm. as he's learning all this. She wants to change the world. And she wants to change the goddamn world. And and, and the the the, the um, Weasley's house mm. is kind of muggleized in the films and the books and stuff. Yeah, it is a bit. They've, they've got like they've got a car. They've got a car. They've a got magic car. But taps. A car. They've got a garage full of muggle stuff. I'm thinking maybe when Arthur Weasley teams up with Matilda. <laughs> Yeah, um, she helps him in his general day-to-day life as well. When he he brings the fridge and says, "What's this?" and she says, "It keeps food cold." He's like, "That's really useful." I'll start using keep that. This. And their their house becomes the, the, perfect, the perfect marriage of the two. Yeah, which is there are elements of that in the books, kind of, and in the mm. movie. Sorry, like you said, like sort of muggleized, and there is like you see some sort of mix yeah. where um, you know there's all the dishes being washed for them in a sink <laughs> or something. Yeah, but I. You got a fridge. All that tat and like it turns out I like think he's got loads of like valuable things. Yeah. No, extremely valuable. Yeah, it's got like and no expensive works of art. <laughs> or <laughs> Malaysian Airlines MH three something. He's got <laughs> down planes. <laughs> all these planes just like encountered like magical circumstances and are now just like tiny and all the people died. <laughs> and he just got it. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's got Amelia Earhart's plane. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like bits. It's got all these like historical artifacts. Everything that's ever gone missing from history. Yeah. Is in Arthur Weasley's shed. <laughs> all famous missing things all turn up in his shed. It's like the ministry don't want it. They're like, oh, it's a muggle thing. And then they don't really and they, again, they don't really understand its relevance. Hey there. I hope you're enjoying this episode. We think that if you're liking it, you should send it to someone who you know and who would like it to because there's bound to be somebody I mean if you if you like it there's chances are that somebody else will or you're special and you're the only person who likes this show and don't share it with anyone keep it secret keep it safe yeah let's not keep that in that's how their relationship develops uh-huh. she learns more about magic and the ministry and how you know the, the, the government rules the quite corrupt up evil government of the wizarding world, which is never really presented as not that, I feel in, in, in the films. Yeah. They're always kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, the Ministry of Horrible Magic. I mean, the, the, yeah, they're just always these terrible people. Um, and there's like, a, again, the weird class system and slavery. They've got mm-hmm. slavery. Matilda's not happy to find out, obviously, <laughs> about this sort of abused underclass. Yeah. She's got pro- issues with that. In particular, that could be a start. Yeah, like that's one of the things she like, like the um, yeah, that's like a tipping <gasps> point. She. <laughs> okay, now where's this going? Go on. In the fourth book, mm-hmm. Hermione comes up with a society for the protection of elfish welfare mm-hmm. called Spew. She gets all these badges and stuff, and tries to set up this this club to help the elves, the house elves, but they don't want helping, and no one else gets on board with this thing, and it's her like failed project. 
Mm-hmm. This is big. She becomes a big laughing stock about Spew. What if Matilda Not good branding reinstigates it? Because she's she must have problems with house elves too. So I think it's like a tipping point in their relationship where he comes with a hairdryer. She says what it is. She asks about the Wizarding World, and he just says it, and then randomly just drops one day about like how would you get this fridge all the way into your office? Like what's going like oh um Malfoy just had his um, house elf do it. His house elf. So yeah, he just sort of uh, does what he says. I guess they don't really have the word slave, but <laughs> yeah, servant, so indentured servant that can can he leave? I mean, unless he's given clothes, no. What never? No. That's, they, that's a great they story like moment. They like it. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So she, she gets on the on the. Um, and the, she is furious. The about house that. elf rescue train. That's like mission one, and she's like, "Can you?" And this is where maybe she comes. Can you like take me to work one day? And can you introduce me to one of these house elves? Mm. And we can have a chat. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And then Matilda. <laughs> sorry, I love saying the things. Go on. Going wide, like. Matilda from Matilda ends up in the Ministry of Magic. <laughs> yep, okay. She flushes herself down the she toilet. She goes down the toilet, she goes with him into the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and he reports that he's figured out what the fridge is. Um, and, I don't know, Marfoy turns up, or someone turns up with a new thing. Yeah. Um, and again, he's got Dobby with him. Maybe with knowing now that some of this stuff is really useful, Weasley distracts... Malfoy saying, come look at this thing, you'll be really interested in it. And it's like, um, ah, what's so it's called hair bleach, you say. You put it on your hair and then... <laughs> and you go, ah, and it's like, very <laughs> interesting. He's like, there's an easier way of doing that. Bleached hair, yes, but... <laughs> go on. <laughs> Sounds right up my alley. <laughs> Tonks loves it, she can change her hair anyway. She can change her all the time. <laughs> but like, you know, what if Malfoy goes grey and they don't have a way to like stop that? <laughs> It's got. It won't. Yeah, the Malfoys have like a, a black-haired child. You can bleach. You can bleach him. You can bleach the hair. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. And this time, uh, and then Matilda appears and speaks to Dobby. Yeah. Okay. And finds out, I don't know, about how messed up it is. About how, like, you know, Dobby's clearly afraid. Dobby gets, you know, like beaten by his master. Yep. Um, and like, thoroughly abused. And like, like hurts himself all the time mm-hmm. when he feels like he's done wrong. Like he burns his hands and beats his head against things. Yeah. And she is furious. And maybe she has another moment, like, with when she... Weezy turns around and she's not there anymore. And she's, like, gonna go f*** up the ministry. <laughs> well, she has his temper tantrums. Yeah, she's like, yeah, f*** it, I'm gonna go... I'm gonna f*** something up. She's a powerful sorceress. She's extremely powerful, alright? Yeah. <laughs> she's a magical purist. I can't get over the fact that she's walking around without a wand. <laughs> yeah, she's just, she just doesn't matter with her hands. They're like, we, like, did you have your wand taken on arrival? They're like, no. <laughs> Don't have one. Don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be that'd be great. They're like trying to overpower her, and they're like being put imposing. Down, they're put imposing. Down your wand. imposing. What wand? Give us, give us your wand. She's like, what wand? <laughs> <laughs> what does she do? What does she do at the ministry? I don't know. Maybe she should do something. She, well, she needs to go to like. There must be a house elf trading room or something. Customer service. Like, like <laughs> tracking. Oh god, where do you buy your house? Where are they like the f-ing slave market? Exactly, that's what I mean. Oh they must, god, they must be farms. <laughs> yeah, they must be. Yeah, so I just think they must be farmed. I understand. This works. There's a room in the Ministry of Magic that's just like because they a must... battery farm of house elves. Oh my! And she releases them all. Yeah. And she, just con- and she gives them all clothes. There's this is um, someone walking around, giving them the same spiel again and again and again, like training them to want to serve 
humans. And they also need to be like educated because they, they're, they're quite clever. They're extremely magically potent. They're exactly, that's off. what I mean. So yeah. they're, being, they're being brainwashed. But then Matilda comes in and releases them all. <laughs> And yeah. freeze them all. Oh my god, that's and lets so them good. one run wild throughout the ministry. She just like waves her arms about and all the cage all doors the open. open and they're all free. <laughs> <laughs> and she gives them all clothes and they all just escape the ministry and like no one knows what to do. And um, maybe no one finds her, she just leaves with um, Arthur, Arthur spirits her away and she explains why she did what she did, but it's a huge debacle at the ministry. Like she doesn't know how to apparate, that's her only thing. Yeah, she's not afraid. So I think Arthur comes in and like just like takes her away. This is you know, yeah. Um, and and she doesn't get in trouble for this. Like no one finds out what happened to her. But now they know something happened, and yeah. it was a huge deal. Like, and they know Arthur Weasley's involved. And they're Arthur. And yeah. At, they, at this point, we're in book seven, where Arthur Weasley seven. is an undesirable. Is, a, is, that, is that on the, it, on the is kill that, list? If you're wanted, are you an undesirable? Yeah. The kill list. Well, sort it's of. such a weird. You, you, know, such that, a you know that bit where Harry's going through Dolores Umbridge's drawer and she's got a file. Oh yeah, the under. Yeah, I remember this now. Yeah. That's such a messed up society. So maybe we don't really know much about what Arthur Weasley's up to in book seven. Because well, he's actually on the run with Matilda. Yeah, exactly. We now know what he's <laughs> up to. 500 he's, house elves. He's with Matilda. Yeah, loads of the house elves just like turn up where they where Matilda. Because they, 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 they're, they're so magical. They just know where Matilda is. <laughs> oh, I, thought, a, I thought he took them. They all um, went together. No, they all just find her, their way back to her. Because they all just like run off out of the ministry and cause chaos and then mm. disappear. <laughs> um, you know, they just like they destroy various things. They, um, oh, I see, yeah. They're all running loose. Everyone's just like screaming and running away from them. <laughs> it disrupts business. A whole batch of households yeah. are gone. And <gasps> like everyone, some people are very unhappy about that because they wanted some fresh new slaves for their. Yeah, a lot of kind of. And their magic plantations. Barons are angry because their, their, their order has been cancelled. Yeah. I had a friend once who, who ordered the Nintendo Switch and Legend of Zelda at the same time, like mm. the package when they both came out. And he was really excited for them to arrive. And he got an email one day saying they weren't going to be delivered because the lorry had been robbed. <laughs> I think it says something like, um, won't be delivered because the workers have all gone on strike. <laughs> like, no, no, the there's been a revolt in this small country where we get this particular mineral we need to make the Nintendo Switch. No, um, the, the So lor- we cannot give your product. No, the lorry was emptied. Like, Just nicked. <laughs> Love yeah. that. Great. I thought it was hilarious. He was angry. You know, it's like there's nothing wrong with stealing a loaf of bread for your starving family, and there's nothing wrong with stealing a truckload of Nintendo Switches for your bored society. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's where Arthur Weasley is in book seven. Yeah, so they. Him and, and, he and they, Matilda are on the run. They act right back to the. Miss Honey's cottage. Yeah, Miss Honey's cottage. Okay. And when they get there. Honeyville. 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 When Miss Honey opens the door and goes, Oh, you're back. Um, some friends came, and then there's the house. <laughs> Just full of elves. It's an elf sanctuary. And they don't know what they're like. Some of them are just like, without being told, they're just like cleaning random bits of the house and they don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like half trained. Um, oh, Miss Honey's like this old old lady now. She's just retired. Yeah. And, and she's this, this kind of caring figure. She, she's like completely accepting of the wizard world. Yeah, she loves it. Um, and then these house elves are all like lovely. They're all very polite. They're all very nice. And they're all very thankful. Yeah. Um, and they're house to clean up after themselves. The, the, the house is like, is like they're, they're all over the house, but nothing is broken or messed up or made dirty. It's, it's just perfect. And um, 
they see that she tends to the garden and they just use them and they're like, oh, we'll help. And then they just use their magic. And suddenly the garden is this beautiful, like, tropical paradise. Yeah. Full of giant plants and exotic flowers. And they're just like, there you go. Yeah, they can grow they, the plants bigger. Yeah, they just put their minds there you go. The apples, it's like, it's like, um, to bring more Roald Dahl into this, it's like the, the, the room in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where it's that amazing. Oh, jungle. yeah, the amazing room where we can re- eat everything, but yeah. it's just a garden. They just t- turn the apples giant. Like, like oh, are, are those still growing? Are they not done yet? I'll finish them. And they're just. <laughs> There's an apple tree. A, a, a tomato bush, just like <laughs> These football t- sized tomatoes. <laughs> apple sized basketballs. And so there we are. Because <laughs> again, they, they, they weren't quite done with all their education and their magical training, but they're still extremely powerful and just nice. Yeah. But then, but they're all like thankful for Matilda and they all feel free spirited. Um, there must have been like some like interesting like transition with Dobby's character, where, where he went from like self um, abasing whenever he disobeyed his master, and then going and now now I'm free. And a few years before you see him again. Yeah. Um, like, where he learnt to be his own individual person. Hmm. In so, the books, we see that. Oh, we do? He, he, went, he went to... He was at Hogwarts for a bit. Just hanging out. I think he worked there for a bit, because they... Intentioned, or...? Oh, do you, you probably don't know about the Hogwarts house elves. No. Oh, God, they've got slaves there as well. Where do you think the food comes from? Oh, no. There's a whole... They kit- eat house elves. No, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a whole kitchen underneath the Great Hall. That's got all the tables like lined up exactly the same oh underneath. God, underneath is in the basement. Yeah, oh. and that's next door to the Hufflepuff common room. And, and um, <laughs> the Hufflepuff common room is my favourite. Don't they have to call it... for like a barrel to get in or something? Don't like what for Hufflepuff? Yeah, no. There's a painting of a bowl of fruit, and you have to tickle the pear, and you get in. Anyway, it's next to the kitchen, so they get loads of food. But there's, there's a whole room full of house elves, and they prepare the food and put it on the tables, and then snap their fingers, and it gets sent upstairs. Damn. So that's um, that's Dobby works there for a bit. Um, he just got freed and he just work, goes to work in the kitchens. They're so no, pa- they're such powerful creatures. He needs what? something to do. But then, Dumb- like Dumbledore lets him work there. Yeah, but I guess you know they're extremely powerful. They can do like yeah. loads of stuff. Like let him go travel the world. Let him go do his thing. He'll be fine. <laughs> we'll just yeah. put him in the basement kitchens. I think the Dobby in my books is my favourite. They describe him as, as like he's gone sock crazy. After Harry gave him a sock, he's just got like loads of socks on at the same time, all different colours, and he's got jumpers and things. That's great. That makes me very happy to know that. Yeah. Okay. So, where are we? Where are we with the plot of this? We're um, we're getting Honeyville. There. Honeyville. So Honeyvilla. Um, Honeyville, the <laughs> house elf sanctuary. <laughs> the elf house sanctuary. Um, the elf house sanctuary. <laughs> So, all these elves are just there, and they're all thankful for Matilda, and Arthur's, like, kind of annoyed, because Arthur, you know, it's a bit of a culture shock, I don't know. Like, Arthur, you know, he wasn't... Oh, yeah, of course. ...pro-slavery, but he wasn't, you know, he didn't really hmm. have an understanding of it, like I said, you know, I guess it's a cultural thing or whatever. Um, and he's annoyed, you know, he had to pull her out, and now he knows he's in trouble. Um, <laughs> he's like, oh, what are you doing? And then she's like, they were slaves! <laughs> And, like, does her best to explain, and, like, he has to, like, deal with that, and he has to, like, realise yeah. that he lives in a corrupt, horrible society, mm. and that Matilda's definitely got the right idea, and Miss Matilda, like, really unleashes, and I think it's at this moment she explains the real reason she's been, um, getting all this information from Arthur through the, the exchange, is she, and, she, and she's learned all this stuff about the ministry, and she's read up about it, and she's looked into various parts, and then she just explains how corrupt... Um, his society clearly is and she can tell from being an outsider and she talks about how magic's worked in her life and how magic could be used to help other people and like it's just a huge shock to Arthur and he realises that she's right mm. about all this the wizards need to come out of hiding 
Yeah, because you can help the world and you can help yourself because the wizards are hurt by not being by not like moving with the times. Yeah, like we had slavery. You and know, that's and why we don't. And that's why you extremists know, working on it. But you know, yeah. we don't so much. And that's why extremist warmongers kind of develop because wizards have to live in the shadows. So mm. people like Voldemort want to wage a war with the, with the Muggles and, and win and take over the world. I don't know, if, if we do this a peaceful way, mm. if maybe I broach it from the human side, <clears throat> you know, it doesn't have to be aggressive. It doesn't have to be, you know, I mean, I know I just... So she becomes of, a politician. Then she becomes, she becomes an activist. Act- yeah, okay. You know, she be- and she's, you know, just so happens to be an extremely powerful wizard, so if anyone does try anything, <laughs> yeah. she can, you know, destroy them with her mind. Unleash her army of extremely powerful, like 500 house elves. What can't you do with 500 free house, el- house elves? They could like, take anyone. You can't just unleash them into the muggle world. I'm not saying unleash them, but like, you know, I'm saying if, like, if the wizards did send anyone to try and hurt her, mm. like maybe, like, they're all at the. the, the um, they just had this, like, this big confrontation see, if the wiz- and yeah. conversation, and, like, some wizards are sent to, like, the, the Honeyville, and they're like, oh, we're gonna go deal with this, we're gonna go find the undesirables, mm. and sort this out, and they send, like, a little, you know, a, a, a troop. Of wizards, but then immediately the house elves are just like well, just this, just like freeze them all. At this in the time air in the story, like, the um, the ministry is is taken over by the Death Eaters. Oh, yeah, I forgot we actually are going along with the books in this. Yeah, um, yeah. So they send all the Death Eaters, all the catches in, but the house elves are immediately just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because okay, so we are going with the books. I completely forgot about that. I was going with this, this completely just taken over. It still works though. Um, but that would surely shouldn't Arthur be kind of worried about his you know his children and that's added stress the plot to end the you know the plot to take over the world and Voldemort sure yeah let's just tell Matilda about Voldemort Vold- Matilda will sort him out yeah <laughs> um, imagine if you know what what were the house elves doing in the Battle of Hogwarts in the books all the all the, the kitchen elves they are what are they doing they anything? are mentioned I can't remember what they're doing because again I'm just like assuming they're very powerful because in the book in like the films you see like a couple of examples of them using magic and they just mm. seem to be pretty pretty good at it Matilda seems more house elf than wizard <laughs> she's not got a wand no but is extremely magically potent but like what if 500 free house elves turn up at the Battle of Hogwarts and just what, and just clean up I mean like <laughs> literally and sort of yeah <laughs> metaphorically you know the bit where Filch is just sweeping a tiny bit of dust when the whole whole hallway's <laughs> <Whole>. collapsed <laughs> and then the house elves just show up yeah and the place is immediately rebuilt and also all the dark elves all the dark elves dark wizards are defeated <laughs> yeah um I think but I think we've got to move into the more important I think thing, we should is... stay away from Battle of Hogwarts I yeah. think this happens around the same time as they um they escape with the yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know if this has to be... Yeah, we shouldn't encounter the books and, and Voldemort that much. And the main... I'm, I'm saying the books are over by the time okay. she breaks the house elves out. Okay, so the, the, main, yes, the, the, the main bit I want to get to now is Matilda exposing the wizarding world to the humans. And, the, mm-hmm. and, and in just as much a way, really, the human world to the wizards. Because as much as the ways the wizards, you know, they know about the human world and you know, they know them, but the humans don't know them, the wizards really don't actually understand the human world. And you can see that through Arthur about the whole thing. They actually have no conception of it. Yeah. And someone like Matilda really explaining, you know, that humans aren't all evil, but they aren't all good. And some of the things, you know, that they, the, the technologies they've done have actually, you know, made society more equal and more together. And, you mm. know, we're still getting there. We're not perfect, but, you know, neither are you. And we can work together to, to fix everything. We can make you better and you can make us better. Yeah. And that's, that's the way she goes in about it. And if anyone, you know, wants to stand in her way, boom, 500 elf house elves <laughs> will mess up your day. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm imagining her just like but before she announces to the Muggles that there's a wizard world mm-hmm. in her activism, she's kind of advocating open-mindedness or something. Maybe. Just imagining some situation where someone's going to assassinate her, some Muggles going to assassinate her, and she just like. Oh god, that's the tragic end. Deflects the bullet and gets gets known as like bulletproof Matilda. <laughs> like I know, like, someone just like someone tries to kill her and she just stops the bullet in midair, like Magneto style. Yeah. <laughs> or like Neo. <laughs> just like Magnetilda. That's yeah, she needs to do, set up some sort of demonstration to prove that magic is real mm-hmm. for the people. And she's got some some um you know, clout amongst the people of, the, of wherever she lives because she's the, the one that made, like, the depression epidemic go away. Oh, yeah. Somehow. It <laughs> <laughs> just sort of did. Um, and she, maybe she sets up this, like, big event where she's going to prove magic exists and she introduces the house elves of the world. And magic she shows magic to the people. And Arthur is, like, she needs Arthur as part of her plan. <clears throat> and this is, you know, he needs... He needs, you know, initially after their big confrontation about, you know, how evil the wizard's world actually kind of can be and corrupt and how messed up, he initially took that as, like, a slight. Like, you know, you, you, you know, I'm fascinated by your world, but, you know, you just, like, you know, you, you come to my world, you mess things up, you say it's shit. He recollects and he, he, he then goes to this event as the spokesman from the wizarding world. So it's, you know, Matilda and Arthur Weasley together. Oh, this is making me so happy. It's so wholesome. You know, ex- you know being the two ambassadors mm. from either side. And all the all the Muggle world, they really want to get in on this magic. Yeah, because she sh- and yeah, he but brings and Arthur's such a nice guy. He just brings like a normal magical item to show them like how they how everything could be better. Just like mm. I don't know, like what's like you know, she, she just finds out a guy with like broken bones and just goes, Look, <laughs> magic and there you go, your bones work and the guy just gets up and walks around and like, Yeah, I'm like, what? He's like, Yeah. We can just do that. Yeah. No more broken bones for anyone. Say no oh. to broken bones. That's the posters everywhere. And, and that's like, moving posters everywhere. Uh, and the humans like. But then, what's the wizard? What's Wizarding World's response? Well, they want. They need to be proved that Muggles are worth being friends with. Yeah, they need to do the same thing to them. I mean, a lot of them probably feel that way already and feel like we could live in harmony with these people. I don't know why we have to keep. Some them do, not the higher ups, not the ones who are keeping the social order. No, not the not the pure bloods. Not the pure bloods. Not the you know. Malfoy's learned that hair bleach exists, so he's excited, but that's not enough to, like... <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay, we'll steal this one of my balls, but why, why do we have to be know, friends? He would kill someone for some hair bleach. <laughs> he wouldn't mind. <laughs> he would send Dobby to go murder someone. Oh, he can't send Dobby anymore. Dobby's a free elf. Is Dobby free? When did Dobby get freed? Second book. Oh, yeah, again, I forgot we're going with the books. <laughs> Dobby's, yeah, Dobby is, 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 is not working in the kitchens. He's, he's off being his own man. Yes. For, um, oh, no, wait. Oh, no, died. being stabbed to death. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dobby. Whatever. It is. Oh, God, no. <laughs> that was the emotional rollercoaster. I just went from either Dobby's not even here, <laughs> Dobby's off on his own, <laughs> Dobby's now just dead. Okay, so what do the humans show the wizards as the sign of their good faith that, you know, they can help? I think the electricity and the internet have to be the ones, right? Yeah. It's the only thing the wizards don't have. Because <laughs> what if? <laughs> okay, like, um, you know, a wizard, they they die. Something happens to them and bad happens to them. Like, you know, they, they just, it's like, oh, we can't. Oh, they go, they're dead. There's nothing else we can do for them. And then just like Arthur Weasley comes in with a defibrillator. And he's just like, <laughs> and there we go, they're alive. <laughs> my no, wizard... ma- no magic can reawaken the dead. Yeah, because my wizard, cause even though the person isn't technically dead, from a wizard point of view, they're very, they're very definitely dead. Yeah. And just a bit of electricity, because that's what it is, just a little electric current. Just, you know, defibrillate. 
That's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> These demonstrations are very um, personal, like broken bones, different places. But that, that's like the, the essentials. Like, as after that, you know, they'll understand, like, you know, the internet would be great for wizards. It'd be great if wizards, you know, let's say, you know, there's another Dark Lord. You know, there's like, you know, Voldemort is attacking somewhere. It'd be great if we could instantly tell some other wizards that we're in trouble. Like, not with in an three owl. days when an owl shows up. <laughs> And it's like, it's awful, because especially when we're, when we're being attacked, we have to send, like, 50 owls, because most of them get shot down. Mm. So, <laughs> it's yeah. a terrible waste of life and resources. <laughs> and again, it's, by the time I the owl this... gets to them, then they get to us, we're all dead. Never mind. Right. Now, just text. There's got to be loads of wizards who are like, well, what, what about the owls, though? Like, we need to keep using owls. Because it's like automation. It's like, yeah. we put out of a job. <laughs> it's like, all these owls. It's like, like, people who say, well, what about all the farms with loads of cows on them? Like, sure, we can... <laughs> We can let owls live in the wild. We don't need this many. Yeah, just we don't need to just you know battery farm them anymore. Yeah, just you know the, the population will just naturally get smaller. Yeah, without us fucking with them, without us torturing them, making them bear very heavy loads uh, all over the place. Just yeah, like, we need to carry like a whole broom, like a whole magical broom, thousands that of miles. That can fly. That can also. <laughs> That owl was felt awful when, like, the moment's unwrapped and then just starts floating. It's like, what, is that? what am I doing? <laughs> That's another job in the wizard economy. What? Is broomstick delivery man. Someone who works for Nimbus, who flies a broom to someone's house and then operates back to HQ. Why would operate with the broom? <laughs> oh my god, it's got, no... a, it's got to have a certain mileage on it before it's... Imagine, like, a, a fucking terrifying version of Quidditch where no one has brooms, but you're all, like, a hundred feet in the air operating. <laughs> So, like, you see where the ball is, and then you just have to apparate, and in the time you're in the air for about three seconds, you get a chance to hit, and then probably you have to apparate again somewhere else, or else you'll fall. That's so good. It's like death quidditch. It'd be impossible to watch. Just the audience, and this just get like, you just, all you see is like, you know, a dozen clouds in the air, just of like, just weird oh. shapes. <laughs> just people just. Oh my god. They scored! Who scored? Where? Just thought of a horrible battle technique. Come on. Apparate into the same space as someone else. Oh, and they just explode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that's a terrible Quidditch accident. Like, yeah. Two people go for the ball at the same time and they just like splice into each other. Yeah. And that's how Siamese twins are made. Oh. <laughs> just become one. Oh, they call it splinching in the wizard world. Oh, they get splinched. It's where you leave a bit of yourself behind. Ooh. You don't know how to apparate. You just like apparate and you leave your feet. <laughs> you just wait. You just appear where you appear just without your feet. <laughs> You just appear somewhere else, but it's you're just up to your torso. You just fall. It's like, oh god, my legs. <laughs> I left them. <laughs> and you're like, you. If you were like, you were in the room with them when they left, and then suddenly there's this, there's this like half a torso exploding blood at you. And you're just like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, that didn't work. Oh, where where did they go? We need to bring them their legs. <laughs> and quick, quick. <laughs> We've got eight seconds. Quick, send them an owl. <laughs> Um, okay, so Matilda and Arthur Weasley um, can join the Wizarding World and the Magic World and the, and the Muggle World, and they both improve each other. Human rights are extended to the Wizarding World, and mm-hmm. all the good things and benefits of magic are brought to the human world. There are bad actors on both sides. Who yeah. are, you know, humans who want to use magic for evil purposes, and wizards who don't like it or still look down on the humans. That would be kind of like a weird, like, you know, because the humans would sort of become second-class citizens in a weird way. <laughs> like, sort of. Like, I can't do magic and you can. Well, the, I- the idea would be to kind of... Your theory, the thing you said before, like making magical objects yeah, for humans. Yeah, that too. 
But I was also going to say that Muggle Wizard mixing happened. Oh, yeah, You'd I mean, end up with a large scale a society of half magic. Yeah, every, yeah, because when when the worlds come together, like you know, yeah, like mixing would happen at such a large scale that like mm. eventually the whole species would basically change. Yeah, and everyone would be and everyone would be magic, like half half magic, like Matilda, not as powerful, like Matilda, or like Matilda, like they don't need wands anymore. <laughs> yeah, everyone becomes Matilda, who is actually extremely powerful, and all the house elves are freed. And no one needs to be poor again. <laughs> what are some of these magical objects then that muggles know. could have? Flying shoes. Brooms! Uh, yes, brooms. Oh, With great. muggle like accessible brooms. Yeah, that'd be great. Would it? They're kind of dangerous. I'd like one. Yeah. It's, it's horribly dangerous. <laughs> Uncomfortable as well, I'm sure. Uncomfortable. But, well, flying cars. Flying cars? Also yes. incredibly dangerous. Like, <laughs> so, did he got like an actual car? And then modified it. Modified it to have like a, a literal mechanical lever that you pull or whatever. Yeah. That then turn, that then activates a magical spell. Maybe that's what Arthur was doing, trying to make magic for Muggles. Yeah, he was combining them without. Maybe before he even knew that. That's like mm. he becomes in charge of that area of the, of the ministry. That's his yeah. new thing because he knows about all the magical objects. He's in charge of you know giving magic to the Muggles. In yeah. accessible ways. That's his new job. <laughs> Maybe. And he's happy because he's one of it. his his proudest inventions, inspiring some some of the spirit from Fred and George. Go on. Is to make a rubber duck, that when you put it in water, it, it quacks like a real it duck. Just, it just moves around. <laughs> it just becomes a duck. Yeah. As as we've said, we can transfigure animals into objects. There we go. And vice versa. Turn a duck into a rubber duck, and a rubber duck into a duck. <laughs> Films, <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. That's quite a wholesome story. I love that one. It's quite nice. <laughs> the world has been made better. And we broke the curse. And we broke the curse. We broke oh, the Harry it, Potter curse. Does that mean I get to try the original one again someday? I'd <laughs> know. Uh, because maybe. Maybe. Who knows. Hi Film Smash listener, we are recording this to let you know that we have a Twitter and we think you should subscribe to it, or follow, follow, it's follow on Twitter isn't it? Yes. We think you should follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter and please tweet us if you have any Film Smash ideas, we're running out desperately. Or anything to say at all, we're just lonely. We're really, really running out of ideas, this podcast is going to be over by like episode 20, we've got no ideas left. (laughs) 